BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. Hello, friends. What is up? And welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger podcast. I have quite the treat for you today. If you are a skincare junkie, someone who is into more holistic measures, really wants to dig deep into this category, I guess, like skincare in general, and like really enhance your knowledge, understand what works, what doesn't. Today's episode is for you. It is, of course, with Jade Marie, who is a holistic esthetician. And what I found so intriguing about her was that not only is she trained as an esthetician with 12 years of experience, like that is really no joke, but she also meshes it with spirituality. So we get into it in this episode, but you know, she has has a very holistic approach when it comes to skincare. You know, she's using crystals and aromatherapy and sound bath and all of these other healing modalities, which typically we don't think of when it comes to skincare and yet everything is so connected. So I really like that she has this very 360 view of skincare and how our inside also impacts our skin, which obviously, you know, I'm a big believer in. So I was very aligned with her. She is just incredible. If you guys don't follow her on Instagram already, you really should. She has incredible content, such informative videos about different products. So I think you guys will really like this episode. So before we dive in, let's discuss this week's hot tip, which is actually a product that was gifted to me by a founder who came on the show. And I'm talking about none other than Lauren Ireland, who actually brought me a whole bag of Summer Fridays goodies. And I finally got around to trying their lip butter balm. So I had the old version of it when it was in this like aluminum tube. I'd actually bought that one. And then she gave me their new tube. And you guys, So the formula has always been incredible, but what I love about this lip balm is also the vessel that it comes in. I am such a fan of brands constantly iterating and wanting to improve their product. I'm also such a big fan of thoughtful design. So here's the thing about this tube of lip balm. When you apply it, the actual application tip of this thing, it feels really nice on your lip. It's like a little bit curved, so it kind of almost fits onto your lip. It's like the craziest thing. You guys have to try it. It really is 100% worth the hype. I am using the vanilla flavor. I can't get enough. After I run out, I will most certainly be purchasing more product for myself. So thank you so much, Lauren. It's so sweet of you to give this to me. And I'm a convert. I am a fan. I'm obsessed. Also, so this week's review comes to us from Christy AC. And she says, one of my favorite podcasts. I absolutely love this podcast. Sif is such an authentic individual and her guests are such a wealth of knowledge. I learned something new every time. Thank you so much for leaving this review, Christy. I so appreciate it. And you guys, you know, if you have two seconds, I so appreciate you taking the time to rate and review the show. 
All you have to do is open the Apple podcast app, scroll down to the bottom where it says rate and review the show in the rating section. Give me a five star rating if you feel like I've deserved it. And in the review section, tell me anything you want to tell me, you know, bare your soul to me. Tell me what you're loving, what guests you want to see, favorite guests so far, any information you can give me helps me so much show up as a better host for you, continue to bring you information that really brings you value and also helps the podcast get out to other like-minded people who would join the community if Apple showed it to them. So I really appreciate you guys taking the time to rate and review the show. And with that, let's welcome Jade Marie to the Dream Bigger podcast. So the first thing I want to get into is what does it even mean to be a holistic esthetician? Yeah, for sure. I think that like more clinical esthetician is known these days. They're Mm -hmm. the ones that do like the lasers and all those really scientific type of treatments. Holistic esthetician is something I kind of brought into my aesthetic name over the last couple of years because I dabble in a lot of like natural rituals Mm -hmm. and more of like Ayurvedic practices. I'm not 100% Ayurvedic, but I love like the ethos of Ayurveda, which focuses on internal wellness, just like we were talking about. But I've worked under a couple different gurus where I just soaked in all the information that I could. And when you get out of esthetician school, they kind of leave you hanging. They only teach you the bare minimum of like state board and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so right out of school, I just started learning under like people that I was really inspired by. And I went straight into like a natural holistic spa and learned all about the Ayurvedic practices and how to incorporate them. I also worked under like sound healing practitioners and like focused on sound energy healing, chakra balancing, crystals. I know a lot of people are like, what is this woo-woo stuff? Which I'm right there with you. Like I'm also too, like a crystal is not going to heal everything. But whatever you believe, you know, I think can happen. So over the last 10 years or so, I just started to create this new way of aesthetics Mm -hmm. that I hadn't seen a lot in the industry that took the best sides of like natural skincare and wellness and combined it with clean clinical kind of rituals. Oh my God, there's so much I want to ask there. But I guess the first thing is that, you know, you went to a natural kind of holistic spa right out of esthetician school, right? Mm -hmm. What drew you to that? Like, did you know you wanted to go down that path? Because when you leave esthetician school, it is pretty heavily about like more kind of chemical based skincare, correct? Okay. Mm -hmm. So what drew you to that? I've always been very deeply connected to nature. Mm -hmm. I grew up by the ocean. I feel like very much at home when I'm around any type of elements, whether it be the forest or, you know, the ocean by the sea. And so I always was kind of pulled in that direction of holism. Mm -hmm. I just love it. I think that we're very connected to nature in our most pure state. And so I wanted to kind of learn about that after school because they didn't teach any of that in school. And so actually over the last like 12 years, I've been writing quite a bit on how I can help other estheticians out there learn this different way of aesthetics. Mm -hmm. My whole thing is you can never stop learning. Absolutely. Beginner's mindset, always. Everyone is a guru in life. And so I kind of, I go through life thinking the same. Like I, I feel like I'm just a vessel on how I can teach other people a different way of like beauty Mm -hmm. and wellness. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I'm really passionate about it. I love that. And so in your experience as an esthetician, like how did you combine the two? Like what does a treatment with you even look like? Oh, wow. It's quite a fit. Yeah. And it's definitely not your traditional facial. And I was telling you that I don't have clients come into me, so you can't book me at the moment. My books are closed. And I mostly do what I do on the Complexions by Jade series so I can educate. I love to just teach all about the best products in the natural side of the world, but also clinical side, as well as wellness practices in between that you mm-hmm. can do at home that kind of reprogram the brain about how we see beauty. Um, I love that. That's really beautiful because it all goes together, by the way. Yeah, it really does. So when it comes to things like sound healing and aromatherapy Mm -hmm. and all of these, like, I guess, like almost spa-like modalities that you're bringing into a facial experience, Mm -hmm. what part does that have to play when it comes to our skin health? Yeah, 
I think this is more of the spirit health side of things. The reason why I created this type of experience for my clients is because I've worked in many clinical spas Mm -hmm. and I felt like it was extremely cold. When you go in there, you don't get the relaxation, but you get the efficacy. And I love that about it. And that's what I took from that side of when I was working in those places. But then when I went to the holistic side, to be completely honest, I felt like you weren't getting the quick efficacy. You more had to wait for those ingredients. Natural products, I feel like they work at a slower pace. And that's great and all, but I I wanted to kind of combine both and take the best of both sides of the industry. I love that. It's almost like how there was a shift in medicine and Mm -hmm. now, you know, there's a rise of integrative medicine practitioners, which is so needed. Like, I I mean, just from my personal experience, like I'm very much a believer in that kind of blended side of things. I think even skincare, it's the same thing because there's Mm -hmm. a lot of good to be taken from like the natural world as well. Mm -hmm. And then there is good to be taken from like the clinical kind of like super efficacious scientific side as well. So it's nice that you combine the two. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's definitely pros and cons to each side. Totally. And I try to take the pros from both sides to kind of create this world. And to answer your question a little bit more about, you know, those different modalities being for skin health, I don't think they are. I think they're definitely more for the spirit health because that is so connected to how our skin reacts to different things. If you're taking care of yourself, if you're speaking positively to yourself, I know it sounds kind of crazy. No, it's not. But I highly believe in like positive affirmations, whether it be through beauty or just like an everyday ritual. That's honestly what has helped me turn my life around from a very dark place to a much more brighter place. So if you guys follow me on social media, you'll probably see that we are just coming off a brand launch for Array. And of course, we are on to the next. We're planning the next one. And we are planning a really cool event in the summer. And it was really funny because my team and I were picking out different beverage options and non-alcoholic cocktails came up as a huge non-negotiable. So I am very much into the fact that right now we're entering this era where people are deciding that they maybe don't want to drink every night of the week, or maybe they don't want to drink at all, you know, sober curious. Listen, I was sober for four years because I felt that alcohol caused me a lot of anxiety and it just didn't fit with my lifestyle. And back then there were no options. So It is very exciting for me to see this kind of culture come up. And it's also very exciting for me to see really cool brands pop up who service this need for people. Enter Monday's non-alcoholic craft spirits, including mezcal, gin, and whiskey, which provide the look, feel, and most importantly, taste of your favorite beverage. I just feel like our social life and wellness goals can totally coexist and non-alcoholic cocktails are really the way of the future. That way you can, you know, drink your non-alcoholic mezcal margarita while making it to your early morning gym session or early morning brunch or whatever plans you have, basically making sure that we don't feel hazy the next day. Monday has a special offer for you guys. Visit drinkmonday.co slash dreambigger for 15% off your order. That's drinkmonday.com slash dreambigger for 15% off your order. This is a brand I know you guys are going to love and you guys are going to want to serve at your next dinner party. So enjoy. So I was talking about how much I love smart, thoughtful branding and packaging in today's intro. And let me tell you, I have another brand to share with you. Nez Deodorants is a new, clean, aluminum-free, dermatologist-tested brand. And let me tell you, they have been all over Instagram, okay? And here's the branding moment that I was talking about. Basically, Nez deodorants are customized for different occasions because our bodies create different types of sweat based on the scenarios. So for example, stress sweat is totally different and even comes from a different type of sweat gland than movement or heat-based sweat. So if you're going into a big board meeting that's stressful, you should be wearing a different deodorant than if you're about to hit the gym. Nez gives you the right sweat protection and right fragrance at the right time. So of course, Nez has been kind enough to give you guys an offer. All you have to do is visit nezcare.com and use the promo code DREAMBIGGER, all in one word, at checkout for 10% off your entire order. That's N-E-Z 
C-A-R-E.com and use promo code DREAMBIGGER, all one word for 10% off your entire order. Promo code is valid until June 30th, 2023. You guys, this is a brand that I'm really excited about. It's very cool for me to see an aluminum-free dermatologist tested deodorant brand really take off and have a moment on social. You know, I'm all about seeing indie brands blow up. So this is a very exciting brand for me and I hope you guys love them. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Do you want to start a company but have no idea where to begin? Or do you have dreams of becoming an influencer? Well, the Life with Mariana podcast is here to help. I'm Mariana Hewitt, a Los Angeles-based influencer and co-founder of the clean skincare line, Summer Fridays. Each Tuesday, I'm talking to my friends from business owners, wellness experts, and more to share all of their best advice for you to live your best life. Make sure to tune in and subscribe to my podcast and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what's coming up each week so you don't miss an episode. So tell me then about your background, because I mean, you are, of course, like a very spiritual person, but you Mm -hmm. weren't always this way. I think that intrinsically, I Mm -hmm. always was pretty spiritual at a super young age, but I actually grew up in a very religious family. I grew up Mormon. Mm -hmm. And at a really young age, I also felt like it wasn't really for me. And I have the utmost respect for any type of religions to each their own. But for me, I more so like to believe in the universe and like those higher things, plants, nature, all that stuff. I'm a total hippie at heart. And so I think I became more and more spiritual as I got older. And definitely when I took a shift about four years ago and really rebranded my entire social media Mm -hmm. is when I leaned into what I feel like is the most authentic version of myself. When did you realize that you were kind of like more interested in like the spiritual aspect versus the religious aspect of things? Because I feel Mm -hmm. that while the two can mesh together, they're also like they can also exist like separately as well. Like someone can be very spiritual Mm -hmm. without being religious as well. Yeah, I think for me, like, I'm a very curious person. Mm -hmm. And growing up in a religion that did have some strict boundaries, I always wanted to, like, draw outside of the lines. I always wanted to ask, well, why? That's not really welcomed Mm -hmm. in certain type of structured religions. And I definitely was a rebel (laughs) when it came to high school and got into trouble. But I learned things. And so... I'm a believer in, you know, making lots of mistakes. And I felt that on the more spiritual path, I was able to do that with a clean conscience and not feel like a bad person or I'm a sinner or anything like that. And so it's just a better way of life for me to kind of be more spiritual and less connected to a more structured religion. Did you find that transition was a smooth one? Because I find that a lot of people who've been down this path, it's like at a certain point, you have like two different facets of your personality and you're like trying to find where you are, you know, because you're like leaving a way of life, which maybe is like ingrained in you and you feel like, am I doing the wrong thing? But then like you're attracted to something. You know what I mean? Did you find that there was like a place in the middle where you were like kind of lost in figuring out your way? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, I have a very supportive family. And to me, that's all that matters. A hundred percent. I had a lot of support. 
That's amazing. That's how mm-hmm. it should be, yeah. honestly. So going back then to skincare and kind of meshing the two worlds of spirituality and skincare, I want to talk about the devices thing that you yeah. brought up, okay? How do you, like, how does someone pick good devices? What are some of your favorites? Like, if someone is going to get a treatment, what should yeah. they look out for? Yeah, for sure. And I what mean, can people do at home in terms of devices as well? So this is because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like hot now, you know, yeah. there's like so much out there. Yeah, I personally love to encourage any of my clients or models to be able to get any tools that they can and use them at home because I'm a big believer that one facial is not going to cure your skin. You have to be consistent. Wait, pause there. Mm -hmm. How consistent do you have to be? Like how often do you recommend someone goes to get facial? Definitely once a month because you need to get extractions. Don't be doing it at home with any type of tool that you're buying on Amazon (laughs) because you are going to make scars and then you make our job harder because we can't help fully. And so I think once a month for a facial, if someone can do that, would be amazing. But also facials are extremely expensive. You're looking at like $150 to $200 or more. And so I can understand why that can be hard for a lot of people. And so that's why... I even started my series because I wanted to show that you can be your own healer, alchemist, whatever you want to call it, from home. And so what are things that people can add to their routine at home, like whether that's devices or Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, like I guess certain things that are a little bit more advanced? Yeah, for sure. I think that the top, you know, treatments that are very spa-like that you could add at home on the more natural side would be self-massage. So any type of lymphatic drainage that involved a gua sha device with a really beautiful oil that was all natural, that's something that anyone can do. And you can find a organic natural oil at a very low cost. Mm -hmm. And you can find a real kind of gua sha, not on Amazon, but on sites like Audacity. They have beautiful stones that are pretty affordable. So that's one on the holistic side of things. On the more clinical side of things, light therapy. So any type of light therapy that's going to help with, you know, sun damage, hyperpigmentation, acne would be blue light, whereas any of that anti-aging, which I hate to use that word because it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. We all age, and I think aging gracefully is beautiful. So red light would be for anyone that wants to help with aging. And do not buy it on Amazon because they're just not quality. Really? So where do you recommend someone gets their red light, blue light devices? Like, what are your favorites? Mm-hmm. Any esthetician is listening to this or any professional, I would say Saluma is the way to go. But that is a professional device that mm-hmm. you can only buy if you have a license. Higher dose Higher is dose. really amazing. Do oh, you know I mean, them? yeah, that thing that yes. you lay in. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that they had facial devices, they too. They do. So they have the sauna, which I do every single week. It's, uh-huh. like, incredible. They have the red light. I don't know if they have blue light. So let me look into it for you and send you some links. That is so, so cool. So have you seen those? I don't know if you've seen it on TikTok where it's that it looks like almost like a razor. No. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to talk negatively on anything. I think that the overall idea of it is great. Yeah. But it's not targeting the entire face. Mm. You'd have to hold it there a little bit longer than just scanning over it to fix anything. When I sit a client under a light, they're under there for 20 minutes. And yeah. they have to do that consistently every single day. So, I mean, you know, I have one. And so I saw it and you'd be having to do it and hold it there for quite a long time where I feel like if you have one that covers the entire face, it's going to do a better job. It's going to get your whole face, even your neck and decollete, which is an area I feel like a lot of people neglect. So I just, I would say invest in something that covers your whole face. Have you seen like the Dr. Dennis Gross red light therapy mask? Yeah. So like something like that would be good? Yeah, absolutely. I actually should test that one. Yeah. I've heard some good things about it. Okay, amazing. Okay, so something that basically stays on your face. Absolutely. And so then you also talked about gua sha, and I want to get into that. How long does someone need to gua sha for every day? And is it every day? Like, is it morning, night? Like, what are we thinking here? I get asked if gua sha can replace Botox. The answer is like, no, because, and I'm a Botox believer, you know, even though I've gone natural over the last like four years, I was a total Botox hoe and I was doing it all the time. With gua sha, it's something you do have to do consistently. I mean, if you want to see the best results, morning and night would be ideal. Morning is something that I probably would suggest more, though, because 
Gua sha, since it's like a cold crystal stone, it helps with depuffing most. Mm. So you're going to get the most puffiness when you wake up in the morning, pairing it with like a beautiful oil. I definitely would say every day, if not every other day to see any type of results. And how long do you have to do this thing I would for? say 10 minutes. You can do it five minutes. Great. Okay. Because I mean, when I do it, I yeah. see like a deep puffing one side to the yeah. other. It's kind of insane. Yeah. But it's a lot. Like it's my hands lot. are tired. Right? I'm like, what? Like, do yes. I keep going? Yes. I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is a lot. How about start off with a minute? Okay, fine. And, and then, I'll build. You know, build up. Okay. Okay. Sure. I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> so you're t- you talked about oils here. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about oils for like sensitive or oily yeah, skin. Absolutely. So I mean, of course, like non-comedogenic always, but then like also there's a lot of kind of differing conversation about whether someone believes in oils for sensitive skin or not. So what are your thoughts there? I absolutely believe in oils for sensitive skin, psoriasis, eczema, all of that, acne even. This is like a myth that's not true. And I think a lot of people, they think when they think of oil, it's going to make them more greasy, more oily. It really does depend on what type of oil you're using. Anything from like sesame oil is incredible for acne skin. It's like deeply rooted in Ayurveda to use sesame to actually clear any type of blemishes. You have anything from camellia oil is incredible for rosacea or eczema. So there's lots of oils out there that will actually help these skin conditions. And yeah, I highly believe I have literally never heard of anyone talk about sesame oil for the skin. Like, can you just use it off your kitchen counter? No, my gosh, no. Wait, can we please get into this? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So sesame oil is actually one of my favorite, like, natural healers. I've used it for years. When I worked at that first holistic spa, Uh they used tons of it. And you can only use cold-pressed sesame oil. So So not the roasted kind that you're putting on your fried rice. (laughs) Yes, please don't like imagine you like cooking and then you're just like, okay, just like spray up. (laughs) No, don't do that. Don't. I personally love oils from, have you ever heard of Surya Spa? Yes, I have actually. Santa Monica Mm -hmm. proper. Yeah. They have beautiful cold press oils that they use on the body as well as the face. Mm -hmm. And they're all 100% cold press organic. That's what you're looking for. Stay away from anything that isn't that super high quality. Okay, cool. So oils are a go for... Oh, yeah. Okay. They are a go. I mean, I'm looking at your skin and I'm like, if whatever you say I will do, it's like <laughs> Thank insane. You. I'm peeling a little bit. I did do a chemical peel. Off you night. absolutely cannot tell. Like, okay, so <laughs> clean chemical skincare, clinical, great. How do you dis- how do you even decide what's clean and what's not? Like what kind of falls into that category? And also yeah. the follow-up question that I have to that as well is that I think there's a lot of greenwashing when it comes to natural skincare, you know, like how does one actually differentiate what they should and shouldn't be using? You know, it's really hard from a consumer standpoint to know what is clean and what's not clean. Mm-hmm. That's leaning on the brand's shoulders to really dig deep and make sure that they are through and through clean. But that standard is something that I think is subjective to every single person. What one brand could be Sephora clean, different levels. Exactly. Another yeah. brand could be a total credo clean mm-hmm. and It's kind of like this side of the world that is very gray. Exactly. It's just, I have been on the side of like seeing how formulation goes. You know, I order a lot of raw materials from different farmers to create my own little custom mixes. Mm -hmm. And so I've seen kind of the supply chain and what you have to go through to make a product fully clean. And it's very extensive. So I think it's like an ever moving needle and... I think when it comes to brands, just striving to do your best because there's no point like in this world now where brands shouldn't be clean or cruelty free or that just should be the bare minimum, you know. So taking it to the next level, it's really up to the brand to make sure that they're doing their part. So what are some of your favorite kind of clinical grade slash like chemical but clean products? Yeah, I think that is a new thing that I'm trying to figure out Mm -hmm. just because I am a I'm an ingredient junkie I strip down everything Mm -hmm. I love to even put it in like Paula's Choice has a really good database where you can put a product in and it kind of breaks it down and it shows you all the ingredients and so I go very deep into the products that I show Mm -hmm. on my social media and 
I haven't found one clinical clean line that is through and through clean. Mm-hmm. I'm still looking. What are your thoughts on biologique recherche? I do like biologique recherche. Yeah. You know, I I know everyone loves the toner and stuff. I'm obsessed with the yeah? line. That's why I'm asking you. Yeah. It's really beautiful. They have these amazing little tinctures. Mm-hmm. I use the placenta. It's so, yeah. so good. It's amazing. That, I, mean, I feel a little weird putting it on, I know. but I love it. It smells like the farm. It like really yes. does not smell great, but like none of their products do. But I feel yeah. like they're so effective. Yeah, I definitely think that they're very potent and whatever type of key ingredients they're using at a high level. And that is what I look for. I'm really over like, you know, the greenwashing of brands, putting in key ingredients, sprinkling them in at less than one percent. And then you're paying for water. Okay, thank you for saying this because, mm. by the way, it's the same in the supplement category wow. where like you'll turn a label over and you'll see like, 30 different of these like hot ingredients yeah. and you're like as okay, a consumer who you don't know yeah. you're like buying it right yeah. but then you, the amount of it is like yeah. not potent enough to actually do anything yeah so absolutely it's and I like from what you're saying it's similar in skincare sometimes yeah I think it's just through and through in all industries that are it's creating insane. goods yeah and so really being sure that the brand is transparent. Like, what percentage of actives are you actually putting in? I'm all about less ingredients at a higher percentage. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, this is what people should look for. Mm-hmm. E- even, by the way, in the supplement category, oh, yeah. it's the same. You don't need, you don't need like, 60. 60. Yeah, like, no. Yes. Just, like, a few high-quality. complement each other. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I really have, over the last couple of years, transitioned into, like, less is more. That's really through and through with everything in my life, like less makeup, less ingredients, like less negativity. Yeah. All of it. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I also think that there's been kind of a proliferation of like, you know, there was this time where it was mm-hmm. 10 step skincare routine. Oh and by gosh, the way, yeah. did it too. Uh-huh. But I think now it's become, okay, you don't need like the whole 10 steps, like, you know, less steps. I so, use three steps. Great. Okay. Tell us about, yeah. So tell us about what your skincare routine is and what do you recommend to clients? You know, my routine is always changing because I am this influencer, but I'm also an esthetician. And so the esthetician side of me always wants to use less. Uh Whereas the influencer side, I got to test a lot of stuff so that I know what's good. And so my routine changes per week. Mm -hmm. But like on the real, I like to use a really nice cleanser Mm -hmm. that's usually like a gel because I wear makeup and so I really want to strip it away but I don't want dryness sometimes I'll switch it with like an oil cleanser depending on how my skin is that week it really changes depending on what my concerns are and so gentle cleanser and then I like to use like a nice hydrating mist I know a lot of people think that mists don't work but it really just depends on the efficacy I don't just spray floral waters on like I want like super high content of hydrosols with some type of like algae or hydrating essence that will balance the pH. When it comes to hydrosols, I love Evan Healy. She uses really nice distillation process Mm -hmm. where you get all of the goodness Mm -hmm. from the the plant waters. And so I really love hers. Still looking on the clinical side to find something that's good. But there is one from Is Clinical that is a copper mist Mm -hmm. that's really nice. Okay. So then a mist and then what? Mist and then I'll go into my oil. Oh, so you don't do a serum? No. Really? Yeah. I use less is more. Well, it really depends on what I want to target that week. Mm -hmm. If I'm having acne, then sure, I will use a serum that has something like a lactic acid or a salicylic acid. I'll throw one out there that I love is Monday Born by Tenny. She's an influencer and friend of mine, and she has this amazing serum that clears all different types of complexions. Wow. So it's really good. Okay, very cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. If I'm having acne, I'll use that. If I need brightening, I'll use something with like kojic or mandalic acid. But on an every night, Mm -hmm. I like to keep it pretty simple. So it really just, it's just how my skin is doing that week. 
Very cool. I mean, a lot of people, I think, will be relieved to know that you can achieve a lot with, like, not a big time commitment and, like, you know, not a lot of product. Mm -hmm. I even use oil underneath my eyes. I think that eye cream is a bit overrated depending on what, you know, one you're using. Mm -hmm. But I still haven't found an eye cream that I love. And I find that oils are extremely hydrating and they'll do the job. Honestly, I've not been bothering with eye cream just because I find that I also use oils on my face or like a high quality moisturizer. Mm-hmm. I love like Augustine's Butter and like I'll just take yeah. it all the way up to my under yeah. eye area and I feel mm-hmm. like it just does well. Yeah, it does. So, you can totally just use that. Yeah, That's like fine. I like oils or like whatever. Like I think mm-hmm. it's fine. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it works for me. So yeah. I don't feel like I need to do eye cream anymore yeah. per se. I definitely am a very big believer in exfoliation, though, and that's something that I do about two to three times a week. And I personally like to use like a hybrid type of exfoliant Mm -hmm. that has some type of chemical, but also as well as a physical exfoliant, because I do think that chemical exfoliants, they're really amazing for anyone with very sensitive skin. I know people love the BHA one from Paula's Choice, which is great. But you still can get that dead skin cell buildup that leaves like this textured look to the skin when you put makeup on it. And I think that you like I highly suggest my clients to use some type of buffing agent, whether it be a face halo. Face halo has a really amazing exfoliating pad that can slough away so you don't have to bring a product into the mix. If you are afraid to use any type of polish or scrub, then that would be good for you. If you're not afraid of physical exfoliants, they're really amazing, like rice powders, enzymes, any type of nice polishes that you can use. So would you combine that with a chemical? Like, for example, like I like P50, but yeah. would you combine that with like a physical? And like, would you do it on the same day? Would you, you know, like space it out? How would you go about doing it? So I haven't found one in the industry yet either that is a combination of both. Uh-huh. I highly don't suggest that to anyone out there that isn't an esthetician. But because I do my own custom mixes, I will create my own right you know and then I'll use them on myself at least one to two times a week and I feel like they fully remove any type of texture Uh and really deeply purify the skin but as of now I still haven't found one that I love it's either one or the other got it so and if someone is at home would you recommend they do like a chemical once a week and a physical once a week or like what's the cadence one thing that I you know hear all the time when I have my clients and I ask them do you exfoliate? Some of them only do it once a month. And so I have to That's deeply insane. educate yeah. on exfoliation. And I think that this is something that a lot of people are afraid of because they think it will cause micro tears, which some of them will, or, you know, it will burn me. There's not a lot of education that goes around on TikTok or these different places on socials that really educates the correct way to exfoliate. And I feel like Exfoliation is the key to clear skin. It can also be the key to like damaging your skin if you're not doing it right. So I would say a chemical exfoliant like once or twice a week, or if you want something that's a little stronger, you can do a chemical exfoliant at the beginning of the week and the week with something that's really gentle like a buffing agent. There's mm-hmm. this one brand called iSun and they're a natural brand from Utah. And they have an exfoliant called Crystal that it's like this really nice mask. So it's like a mask, hydrating mask infused with a buffing agent. Wow. Okay. So Mm -hmm. lots of brands to look into Mm -hmm. or like lots of different products. I didn't even think of the physical exfoliant because I'm big on chemical exfoliants. Like love P50. Mm -hmm. Like I noticed my skin change when I started adding exfoliants. but. I've not really bothered with the physical one in a really long time. So I feel like I'm going to add it into the mix Yeah, for sure. And on my series, like I literally break down every single product. Like I tell all the ingredients, what Mm -hmm. they're good for. And so you can find anything on there too. Oh, that's so exciting. So talk to me then about also retinol, right? Because like, are you like applying retinol on days where you're not exfoliating? Like what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I like to kind of, switch them out. I don't want to overly stimulate the skin when it comes to exfoliation. I know that some people I've read that you, they exfoliate and then they put retinol on top because they think they think that it will infuse deeper, but just don't do that. It can be very damaging. Doing too much. Just switch off. (laughs) Yeah. You know? And so how do you feel about skin cycling then? Is that how you do it? Because like, you know, you see like skin cycling trends where you're like doing the chemical or like whatever exfoliating then I think there is like a sandwich day where it's like more like non-actives and yeah. then it's retinol. Like how would you structure it? 
Yeah, I highly believe in that type of method. I think that, you know, exfoliation a couple times a week is great. Having a retinol in there. Right now I'm only doing once a week but because my skin's a little bit more on the dry side. Mm-hmm. So it really just depends on your skin type and your needs. So there isn't really one broad, you know, you have to do this. I think that skin is so personal. And that's why it's very hard for me to suggest anyone. Like if I were just looking at you and you like told me, I need you on my table with no makeup on. I need to look really deep in your pores. And then I can kind of curate something for you that is very just for you. I love that. Okay, so you talked about being a believer in Botox, okay? So talk to us about how to find the right person. Also, like, I guess how the two worlds can merge because Mm -hmm. I think when people are, like, extremely on the natural side, they can feel, like, a little bit, I don't know, like, I guess worried about Botox. But, like, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I've been on both sides. Uh If anyone has followed me from the beginning. I look very different from how I used to. Really? Yeah, extremely. I actually, four years ago, had probably about four syringes of filler in my lips. I had filler in my chin. I had Botox every single month. I was very into that look. I'm going to go and scroll go back because I want to see what you looked like. I mean, I don't hide it because I think for good me, for you, it's, it needs to be. I yeah. feel like, you know, like it's it's OK. People go yeah. through shifts. Also, just like being an influencer for such a long time. I think I had such I had put so much pressure on this idea of perfection. Mm-hmm. My mindset was, well, if I do all these things, I can edit less. But really, it just made me really unhappy and I didn't recognize myself in the mirror anymore. So I think that there are pros and cons to doing any types of fillers or Botox. Mm -hmm. And it's all about balance. You know, when you get into this mindset that you need more and more, you start to like not even look like yourself anymore. And so I, four years ago, really just wanted to remove everything because I was just like, who am I? Like, who is Jade? Mm -hmm. Like, is she Jadey Weedy 180? No, that's my persona. But the real me, I really don't show it too much. You know, over the last four years, I think that I show the most myself, which is very much this like, you know, plant loving fairy that loves nature. But Botox, I'm still trying to find someone that's really good. I just dabbled in Disport about like a year ago and it didn't last and I really yeah it's just not lasting like and so I do believe in Botox at like small amounts and I even know down to the units I mean at one point I was getting 50 units in my forehead because I wanted to look so frozen and tight and now when I look back I'm like girl like you couldn't (laughs) even move your face like what is that so if you are new to Botox and you want to you know dip your toe in. I would say find a page that you think looks somewhat natural. Botox is not scary. It's the amount that you do that can be scary. And I would say start, if you're very new to it, at 10 units. That's like nothing. When I go, I get like 20 units and I I still think that's like a little much, but it's just starting small. Okay. Well, I need to go because I've never gotten it and I feel yeah. like my age has come. Like no, I've you look been, amazing. Thank you. But I've been looking at the lines on my forehead and I'm like, gotta gotta do something about this. Guasha. More than okay. one minute? More than okay, fine, <laughs> fine. Get me on it. So we've talked about like yeah. four years ago, I feel like you almost had this like transformation because, you know, you decided that you were gonna move away from Botox and all of this and mm-hmm. also you stopped taking clients four years ago. What happened then? What was the shift? You know, I've been in the industry for a really long time, 12 years. And when I started, my dreams were different. It was very deep into the makeup artistry side of things. And then on the side, I did aesthetics. I felt like no one cared about aesthetics back in the day. Like we're talking about like 10 years ago when Instagram just started. And so I more focused on makeup and I would do these very intense transformations of before and afters. If you scroll all the way down to my page, the first couple photos are about clients. And I got really big and grew a lot from starting off that way. I had a blog called Kissable Complexions where Mm -hmm. I would really post about what I felt were the best products and not the best in the industry. Never in a negative way, though. And I was very innocent back then. Like, I started when I was, like, 18. And that can be a good and a bad thing, you know, because you're tossed into this, like, social media world where you have no idea what it is. Mm -hmm. And 
I felt like over time, it became less about the clients, less about the art, and it became more about me. And it became more about like, I, I could see the transition when I look at my page of like, lots of photos about myself. I, after time, ended up moving to LA, getting into like that crowd, started dabbling with like the fillers. And just like, at the time, it was like, that was fine. Like, mm-hmm. fillers were in. They were hot. There's nothing negative about it. You know, it's all about how much. And so I just kind of lost myself. I lost my vision. I lost what my mission was. I always have been someone that loves to help others. And when I started my business, my first business, where I would do makeup and I would do skincare, I was this like one-stop shop for any type of client or bride. It was about them. It wasn't about me. And so... I think it took me a while and I got into like a really dark place and I dabbled in like different addictions with substances, drugs, alcohol, money. And I just got into a very dark place where I just I was like, I'm not happy and I have everything Mm -hmm. like I have excessive amounts of makeup and skincare and I have the life. But I just I didn't like what my life was. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that was very selfish, but also I didn't know any better. And when I look back, I just send that like, like my inner child, the love that I need. And I decided, you know, after a while of just being sick of my own BS, to be honest, I was like, I want a different like life. I want a different change. And so I wanted to bring back aesthetics and the skincare and the holistic side. And what I felt like was the real JD Weedy 180. It was helping others and it was helping others through facials or through makeup. So when you realized this and you were like, I want to make a change, what was the first step that you took? Do you even remember? Therapy. Asking for help. Yeah. That's not that's not a bad thing. You know, people need help. Totally. So you can't do it on your own sometimes. Sobriety. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like those are my two biggest stepping stones into how I was able to even, like, make this direction. Well, you need a lot of self-awareness mm-hmm. in order to, like, execute on a plan to get yourself out of wherever you are right Mm -hmm. or like make a big change in your life that actually requires a lot of self-awareness because you have to have the clarity Mm -hmm. and direction to like know I guess where you're lacking and what you have to do to like move in a different direction Mm -hmm. so I think yeah like help is so important as is I think a clear state of mind in which case like sobriety is Mm -hmm. really really important yeah I think mental health is like like at the core of beauty. Like I truly feel that way. I felt like, okay, I, I'm making other people beautiful. I'm putting on all this makeup. Why do I still feel ugly? Because I don't have any self-love or I talk negatively to myself. And so I started to say to myself, if I talk to myself the way that I talk to my clients, if I reprogram my brain inside and started to be like, you are a badass. You're beautiful. This is gorgeous about you. You're successful. That positive talk, it really helped me. And that's when I was like, you know what? Like, I want this series to be more than just an external type of experience. It needs to be an internal experience as well. And so meditation and affirmations are a massive part of my videos. I feel like that's at the core of it is the mental health aspect. Well, it has such an important part to play. And like, Mm -hmm. it just, it can't be discounted, you know, Mm -hmm. because no matter how much makeup you put on your face or like, you know, filler or whatever, I feel like if you're not happy at your core, you're never going to feel at home with yourself, you know, because I think that all of those things are amazing, Mm -hmm. you know, but at the end of the day, like if all of it goes away, you should still be happy with the person you're looking at in the mirror. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think it's like so cool that people have been able to see your like, I guess, evolution because my 180. Yeah, you're one. I mean, I wasn't following you when like mm-hmm. four years ago. I, it's like you've been like someone I've been looking at like more recently and mm-hmm. I could never guess. It's mm-hmm. like really been a 180. <laughs> well, then that's great. I've gone on the right path. Then. OK, so I like to end the show with a quick rapid fire. Yeah. Number one. What is a book that changed your life? Okay. This book is like a child book, but have you ever heard of the book, The Fox, the Mole, the Horse? No. Oh my gosh. Wait, it's tell like me about so it. so beautiful. And I'm probably botching the name, but my partner gifted it to me for my birthday a couple years ago. And it's like so touching because it just has the most simple messages that hit so deep because at the end of the day, like we all have an inner child that needs healing. And this speaks to that and just like the simplicities of life 
and like being a good person and getting through, you know, problems and troubles and really what this life experience even is. I love that. Okay, second question. What is a daily habit that's a non-negotiable for you? Not looking at my phone the morning that I wake up because I just need like a moment for myself where I can just recenter, set a good intention for the day, do a couple breaths, listen to the Calm app. It's the only thing that gets me on a good foot. Yeah, that is a big hack. And let me tell you, I was talking to one of my team members and I was telling her that lately I've, I mean, normally... I'm so good with that boundary where I don't look at my phone first thing in the morning, but it's I've been off of that for like the last couple of weeks. And I noticed like such a bad shift. Oh, I've been there, girl. Like I'm not perfect. Like it happens to me, too. Even if you can get one day in a week. I know. Right. No, you're I mean, you're right. It's like the one minute. Yes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Okay. Last question. What is one skincare product that you can't live without? Oh my gosh, this is always so difficult for me. Okay, do you know Nesco? No. It's a holistic brand that's deeply rooted in like natural wellness. Mm -hmm. I speak about it all the time and I just love her brand so much, but she has these pure collagen masks that are infused with gem clinical technology. So it takes like pearl powders or like diamond powders and it infuses them in this mask. And what I like to do is I like to take all the liquid, the good marine collagen, drench my whole body, and then lay there like Cleopatra with this like gold mask on. Oh my God, that sounds incredible. I really wanted to bring you some. So how about you just come in for a facial? Are you kidding me? Oh my God, I'd be honored. You can film the shit out of me. I'd be very happy. Okay. Okay. This has been so amazing. Tell everyone where they can find you, Instagram, YouTube, all of that. Yeah, you can find me at jdwady180 on Instagram, YouTube, on TikTok, it's Complexions by Jade, and all my stuff is on there. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people, learn and unlearn, and have a lot of fun. See you next week. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.